you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. The following episode of Count Out was filmed before the huge news about uh, Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman returning to WWE yeah. to lead the creative on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, so uh, keep that in mind when you're watching this top 10 news stories of 2019 so far. Enjoy the episode. You just had to go on vacation. Right before I go on vacation, it happens. Cancel your vacation. Okay, fine. Canceled. Can't do it. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw Countout. Uh, I'm, I'm still gone. You are still gone, yet you're here. We're, but I'm here. We're recording this I'm in advance. To, I'm trying to wrap my head around the fact that you're gone, but so you're here. Confusing. Explain yourself to me, because I, like probably many of the viewers out here, are confused. What it's day? Monday. What day is this going up? Monday. This is Monday. Okay, yeah. The 15th. I'll be back a week from now. Uh, yeah, we recorded this in advance. This is, I guess, yeah, this is the first of our of our week long. You're uh, taking the the week off, also. Yeah, and uh, and I'm still in Europe. I'll be back next here. Monday, yeah, and then here. you'll be back too. Well, we're just recording this here, like, and you're there. We're recording this like a month. Are you in Steve's advance. doppelganger? Ask me a question that will prove that I am real Steve or doppelganger Steve. Who was your number one guy during Attitude Era? The Godfather. Fake Steve. It's fake me. It's a fake Steve. Yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll be better than real. Real answer is Val Venus. That is true. I was going <laughs> to say that also. Um, so, anyways, uh, yeah, this is uh, we're doing a special week where we're looking back on uh, the year of 2019. So far, so far, we're halfway caveat. through the year. A little bit more. Um, a lot of stuff has actually happened. It's actually been a very, very eventful year so far. Yeah, we. I making this particular list. I really had a condense things down because there is a lot of significant news stories that broke over the first six and a half so months mm -hmm. of 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, we figured we go back and take a look at them throughout the week. We're going to take a look at uh, other aspects of the year, 2019, uh, the first half of 2019, uh, best raw moments, SmackDown moments, uh, matches. matches who had the best and worst year so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. And then so. a special edition of Matt chat. That we're going to kind of maybe reevaluate yeah. some of the arguments we made uh, so far this year. Oh, we didn't do we didn't look at our old at our predictions so far, did we? I can pull those up. Can you pull up those predictions? I we'll at least see. have mine. At the end of this episode, we'll take a look at our predictions and see how we're coming along. I don't know if uh, I, your predictions are on this. Okay, I'll see if I have them, and I'll see if I have them on our drive. We'll take a look at those at the end of the episode. Uh, let's hop right into this, though. Yes, number ten. Ten. Releases requested in the WWE uh, ad nauseum. Seemingly. Well, it wasn't to the point of nausea, so it wasn't quite that bad. Um, but there were a lot of people who were looking to get out. Get out of um, town, yeah. The year started with the pictured Ty Dillinger. Ten. Uh, Ten. Uh, publicly requesting his release via social media. Mm -hmm. A couple days later, it was granted. Yeah. Uh, Kenta as well, I believe requested his release earlier this year, if not late no. last year. So he requested it. He didn't do it publicly, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, yeah. Was, that was a big difference. So Ty successfully got his re release, 
And then uh, we saw in at least one other case uh, that wasn't going to fly yeah, anymore. Yeah, I just meant that Kenta also earlier this mm-hmm. year yeah. uh, uh, requested his release. Um, and then we heard reports that uh, the Revival yeah. um, wanted out because Seemingly they didn't like, like the direction of the tag team division on Raw or in WWE, period. There was some confusion as to if when they actually requested, like the when, when, when it initially was said that they requested their release, it was... They just got back from a match. They were unhappy with how the tag team division was going. They went and immediately said, we want out of here. It's, then there were some other conflicting reports that said, well, it wasn't quite that cut and dry. Mm-hmm. They, it was more along the lines of probably, uh, we don't like how things are going. If it continues this way, we are going to want out of here, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there had been, and, and after their uh, request, uh, rumored request, uh, they had we we saw a distinctly different direction. We did from them. I mean, it hasn't Poor it hasn't exactly been uh, seamless. They were shaving each other's back at one point. Yeah, true. Um, also, rumors uh, were out there that Mike and Maria Canellis requested their release. They have mm-hmm. since obviously resigned with the company. They denied that up and down. Well, Maria did. Yeah, Mike didn't say anything about mm-hmm. it. Maria yeah. did. Yeah, and they, but they had always they had always I, mainly Maria. Maria is the more active one on social media. Uh, sort of drop little hints here and there about being disgruntled. And also about when their contract was running And out. when the contract was running up. So they were getting kind of cute with it. They eventually ended up re-signing for five years. Yeah. Which is now apparently a standard extension, a yeah, standard to three years, new they, contract. They, they will give you more money and more years. Um, and then, of course, Sasha Banks. Um, well, I don't believe she necessarily requested her release. She was very unhappy about uh, uh, dropping those... She was unhappy about creative constantly changing on her, on her mm-hmm. seemingly. Um, she was given some assurances that uh, her and Bailey would have a long run with those women's tag team titles. Um, then on the eve, or right before WrestleMania, found out that wasn't going to be the case. They were dropping the titles at that show. And then, oh yeah, they're, we're breaking you up too and splitting you up, splitting mm-hmm. brands. Yeah. And even with the, the idea of they would, that they would both get some sort of singles push, uh, I would imagine, seemingly for her, it was just a, a situation where it's like, I'm tired of being told one thing and something else happening all the time. I'm done. Yeah. I need a break. And and talk about being, uh, you know, fairly on using her social media presence to, to draw a lot of questions. Yeah. Amongst the wrestling fans, you know, she'll be very uh, mysterious about things. Yes. She posts a picture of herself and have some quote from something. She'll be, uh, liking and retweeting, uh, all elite wrestling, yeah. uh, promotional things. Yeah. She does that all the time. Yeah. She does that quite a lot. She was, uh, she was, oh yeah, she was tweeting during uh, the Joshi wrestling match, mm-hmm. and I think the women's wrestling match mm-hmm. at uh, the uh, Double or Nothing All Elite. So, uh, so yeah, uh, and I mean, on top of that, on top of that, uh, everybody from Dave Meltzer to Ryan Satin seemed to indicate that uh, lots of people backstage, like oh, and Luke Harper, yes, Luke publicly Harper, yes. requested his yeah, release, they had to work out for him. and that was run into the ground. They after yeah. that, especially, they just. It was they buried him, and reports came out that man Vince doesn't like anything about that guy. And they added six more months to his contract, and added more time to his contract, which is really pity. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it, that didn't really work. No, it didn't um, work at all. But yeah, there's also the idea of there's tons of people backstage that are uh, looking to get out, and they're mm-hmm. just biding their time, and they're hitting up different promotions, saying, okay, what what would be my situation if yeah. I left? Because yeah. it truly is all over the map. They have so many people that you know it, it all depends on 
who you are, what your stature is, if AEW would want you, if New Japan would want yeah, you, yeah. if Impact would want you. And you mentioned on, I believe, Matt Chet, we just did some show we recorded already this week. On, I'm, I'm, I, they're, they're all on large blur at this point. Yeah. That uh, Ty Dillinger had an interview with Chris Van Vliet, right? Yeah, true. Where he talked about the conversation he had with Vince on his way out the door of WWE. And he told the Vince that it's not like everybody has to win all their matches. Everybody has to have a huge push. But the wrestlers need to seem legitimate. So uh, uh, when there's a match that happens, it's not obvious who's going to win. Right. Which right. is 100% right. It happens yeah, way absolutely. too often in WWE. That as soon as the, the bell rings, there's no drama involved. You know exactly who's going to win. And it's funny because, and granted, they've only had two shows up to the, this this uh, taping. Um, probably, when is Fighter Fest? That's coming up soon, isn't it? Yeah, that's, uh, that's on the 29th. Of okay, June. so that will have happened. But, you know, I mean, and it's brand new. It's fresh. But, you know, when we were doing predictions for Double or Nothing... Man, a lot of those, even now, like even though a lot of those are, are sort of toss-ups uh, going into All Out. There's a couple of matches announced. You seem to think they're going to give that title to Hangman. I think they're going to give it to Jericho. Um, I there think doesn't my, really seem to be a clear. My heart tells me Adam Page. Mm-hmm. My head is is is, is kind of split. But here's, I mean, that's 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 what you want, right? When you when when two people come out to a ring. You want that. You want to be split. You want to, uh, they could go either way here. New Japan, we do predictions on them all the time. We have no idea what they're doing. No. You know, no. and that's how it should be. Everybody should be credible. So to Ty's point, that's totally true. Yeah, um, and then we're recording this right before Stomping Ground, mm-hmm. and Stomping Ground is the exact opposite of that. There's like only two matches on that whole card. We were like, oh, this could go either way. Yeah. Everything else seems crystal clear. It seems like it's, it's everything's a lock. Uh, so his point's taken, but, but our broader point about this is that a lot of people, given that you know New Japan is making, even over the past 12 months, but certainly over the last 24 months, have made such headway in exposing their product to a larger audience here in the United States, uh, and, uh, and that, that's a viable place for people to go. Even a place like Dragon Gate, where Pac uh, started out, uh, we kind of made a name for made himself, made a name yeah, for yeah, himself. Yeah. Uh, that's where he landed, you know, and so there, there, there's, there's, Big ponds you can land in. There are smaller ponds that you can try to help build up. Yep. Be a big fish in a small pond. These days, you know, every promotion seems to be one gif away from, you know, international recognition. Let me ask you this. What uh, current WWE superstar is going to leave and go to DDT Pro and be involved in a a, a swimming pool match? Jack Gallagher. That'd be great. I'd love to see that. That would be great. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, so, yeah, lots of people want out of WWE. That's the nature of, you know, you bring competition into it, and then more wrestlers have leverage. That's what we want. We, we do. want the wrestlers we do. We to, do. We to do. make out here. Yes. That's what we want. Totally, 100%. So, moving on. Moving Next on. biggest news story of the year, number nine. Nine. The Undertaker blocked from StarCast. It was. It says not appearing at StarCast. You see, that says Not. 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 I mean, he was blocked by virtue of the fact that he signed. Uh, yeah. I, I won't do anything. Vince doesn't. It was want me actually to do pretty surprising when he signed up to do it in the first place. I thought mm-hmm. that was in February of this year. Oh, everybody was shocked. Yeah, I mean, we'd heard prior to that that he was taking more appearances and was charging outlandish sum to make said appearances, like twenty five thousand dollars an hour. A ton of money. An hour. Yeah. And so, uh, Starcast saw that as a good investment. They put down the money. And he was all slated to at least do a meet and greet. Um, there was talk of, or rumors of something more based on a trademark being filed for some dead man talking. Dead man talking. Which 
you know, he very rarely, unless he's talking to that one pastor he seems to be friends with, mm-hmm. uh, Undertaker doesn't do interviews out of character. He doesn't really talk. Huh? Um, so I'm sure he has a wealth of stories. However, as you mentioned, um, shortly before StarCast, maybe a month or so, I don't have the date in front of me, um, I could find out roughly when it was, uh, we get reports, uh, Conrad did an interview with Sports Illustrated, sorry, it was April, so about a month before the StarCast, Conrad did an interview with Sports Illustrated and said that Undertaker signed some sort of new deal with WWE, which now would preclude him from doing StarCast. And what was interesting is is Conrad uh, was like, all right, if you're going to do this, the StarCast, let's do a make good um, here. Uh, first idea, uh, Vince, Stephanie, uh, Triple H, come to StarCast, do a thing. All the proceeds, I'll donate, will be donated to Conrad's Cure, and Conrad said he would match that. Mm-hmm which would have been a, a, a pretty huge thing. Mm-hmm. Apparently they said no. Yeah. Uh, then he That's thought, not surprising. Yeah, no. Then he thought Shawn Michaels, and it seemed like Shawn Michaels was on board at first, but then once he found out uh, it was AEW or something like involved, even tangentially, which, yeah, uh, he pulled out. Kurt Angle also had to pull out. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they, what was the make good, Larson? There was no. No, there was one. Oh, the Tom McGee thing, kind of. <laughs> but then WWE swooped in and aired their documentary and aired the match before StarCast anyway, so there really wasn't a make good. Oh, God. What a bunch of... So, yeah. Uh, And again, I mean, yes, this is WWE throwing tons of money, making offers that really probably couldn't be turned down. Um, They they could not be refused, if you will. Yeah, yeah. To to wrestlers who are basically done wrestling. I know The Undertaker still does those Saudi Arabia shows. He insists on continuing doing the wrestling for some reason. But... Uh, but they're probably they're no doubt they're undoubtedly sending giving them just tons of money. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. To, I, I, to not do these, to things. not do all all elite wrestling stuff. Yeah, uh, and it's 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 absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It would have been nice. And there was also the bit about um, the inside the ropes. There was that uh, QA thing that yeah, he was yeah, supposed yeah, to do, yeah. and that had to be turned into I think just a simple meet and greet. Yeah. I think he did an actual meet and greet, and then the inside the ropes brought in a uh, McFoley. I think to yeah, do, they do the Q and A. Yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, surprisingly, WWE doesn't really seem to care about McFoley because Mick Foley was to, he would talk about you know every man has their price. He said even if the if the money was good for me, I would do it again. And yet he hasn't signed. They haven't thrown a ton of money at him to not do so. Maybe yeah. they're so used to him. Maybe doing that Maybe already. I mean, I, you know, it, it was part of it. I think with Undertaker, was Mick Starcast? No, he's going to be at Starcast three oh. in Chicago. Um, I think he's confirmed and Sting is confirmed. Um, the thing about Undertaker is, since he doesn't do interviews really, there's probably like a wealth of stories. Oh, sure, yeah. That uh, WB could profit from. Mm-hmm. And so they just don't want anybody else to profit from it. Oh yeah, they yeah. will probably at some point do their own documentary type thing, whether it be yeah. the first, you know, interview of Mark Calloway talking about his experience as Undertaker. Let me ask you this: what What is the biggest? What is the bigger priority? I think we both know the answer here. For WWE, they see uh, uh, Undertaker wants to go out and, and tell his stories. Mm-hmm. They rather want that first. I believe you in that. I, I get that. I think I think that this is even more petty. Oh, when they yeah. pulled him, I think the main priority was Vince can't control this, and he's and he's going to be tangentially. And we know we understand the nature of the relationship between AEW and, and Starcast. There isn't le- apparently, according to Connor, and I believe him, there's no business relationship there. It's just there are personal relationships there that make sense for them to do it the way they yeah. do it. And yeah. obviously, there is a heavy crossover yes. in terms of meet and greet stuff like that. Yeah. There is a heavy all eight presence at Starcast. But this, I think, was 
Vince doesn't want to lose control of his creation, The Undertaker. Mm -hmm. And number two, he doesn't want The Undertaker appearing at a show that does have a heavy All Elite Wrestling yeah, yeah. thing there. Well, then we heard that Vince more or less thought All Elite Wrestling and StarCast were one and the same. We're one and the same, yeah, exactly. He thought that, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, just a lot of... A lot of Unnecessary. I mean, that's the biggest thing for me is that it's just it's unnecessary. It's depriving the fans yes. of something they really, really want to yeah, see, no, and there's no. no reason to do that. No. Um, but Vince is Vince, and hey, who's to blame Undertaker for making a living? Yeah. To the best of his ability, so you can't really blame him too much. Although the fact that he did sign, that he did receive a deposit, and uh, it was refunded. No, oh, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, but still, he took the a deposit. Supposed to be like, hey, yeah, that's you're that's, in. Yeah, I know you're in, know. and he signed contracts or whatever. I know. It's lame. It's totally yeah, it lame. lame. It is lame. Vince, here, this is the deal. Double it. I'll send them their money back. Ooh. Anyways. Number eight. Eight. Roman Reigns returns. So towards the end of. It's a uh, good story. It is a great story. Uh, Roman Reigns, uh, who then was Universal Champion, uh, came out to the ring uh, to open Raw and say, I'm not coming out here as Roman Reigns. I'm coming out here as Joe. Yeah. And uh, he said that uh, I think it was shortly after college before he started trying to play pro, pro football. Uh, he was diagnosed with leukemia, battled that, and went into remission. And he said, it's come back. Um, I have to vacate the title and go take care of my health now. Mm -hmm. um, and there wasn't a whole lot of discussion because there's various types of leukemia, some uh, worse than others. Yeah, we got a bit of an education because of this. Like, yeah. you know, I know both of us were both sort of, oh, what's going on now? Yeah. How does this work? What are we looking at here? Yeah. Um, and uh, it was in February, so a matter of like four months later. Um, it's announced like the day or two before. Uh, Roman Reigns is going to return to open Raw. Yeah. Um, without any indication of what was going on in terms of the status of his health. It wasn't mm -hmm. like, oh, Roman Reigns is going to show up on Raw to announce his return. Yeah. Nothing like that. All we had known is that he had shot... Uh, a movie with The Rock mm -hmm. uh, and Jason Statham. Mm -hmm. A spinoff movie of the Fast and Furious franchise. Calvin and Hobbs, yeah. Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw. Um, so that's all, as far as we know, that's all, that's the only thing we, publicly that we'd heard about him. Mm -hmm. And so he shows up on February 25th, 25th, I believe. Yeah, that sounds right. On the Raw that day to open the show and says, I'm in remission, y'all. Yeah. Uh, it was a great moment. Um, it was a very heartwarming moment, obviously. Uh, and you told he was overwhelmed emotionally by yeah, it. Too. And, yeah, and yeah, the crowd was like, the crowd was super into him and everything. Um, it might have had less of an image, you know, unfortunately, due to the speedy nature of, of this, of how well his treatment went and how well his body responded, um, you know, there were conspiracy theorists, as they're, they're, they're everywhere these days, saying it was fake. They just did it to try to turn him babyface and people to get on his side and stuff, which is a bunch of crap. Yeah. But, uh, but it didn't have, like, it wasn't like he was gone for, like, two years. Yeah. Probably would have had a bigger impact if he was gone longer. But uh, it was great news to hear. He seems like just a delightful fella. Yeah, it, everybody respects him, loves him backstage. He's a locker room mm -hmm. leader. This seems yeah. like a, a really humble, down-to-earth. Yeah chill mm -hmm. dude and it did change the creative of wwe a mm -hmm. bit uh they didn't bring him right back into the universal title which scene where he was which is smart which is smart uh they also sent him to smackdown where there really wasn't anybody for him to fight beyond like elias we're talking about shane mcmahon's there now uh yeah i know right uh and then we'll we'll talk about that stuff in a little, yeah. In a little bit yeah but uh but yeah it's going to be interesting to see sort of where he goes but like we had both sort of said 
that uh, putting him back in a title picture would be a really bad idea. Yeah, and seemingly they uh, realized that as well. Uh, shortly after his return, um, he had a bit of a conversation with Seth where he more or less said, I'm not coming after the universal title. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting in the way of you, your match with Brock at Mania. Um, I, I have my sights on other things right now. Yeah. Using his platform to, to uh, bring hope and positivity to, mm-hmm. to people. Yeah. And to fight Shane McMahon. Yeah, so, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah. No, it was a great story. It was awesome. Yeah. It was great fantastic. to have him back. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Number seven. Seven. John Oliver's WWE burn. Yeah. So this was the uh, March 31st. I believe the show is on Sunday, right? Yeah. On HBO. Yeah. Um, He did an extended, extended segment on uh, WWE's treatment of their talents. Um, Yeah. Note the date. Right. Literally right before WrestleMania. Yeah. Right before WrestleMania. Um, And and making the case that the fact that they're uh, deemed independent contractors, uh, that that being that's the case is entirely bogus. Yeah, yeah. He illustrated, you know, he talked about health insurance, how mm-hmm. they obviously don't get that because they're not employees. Retirement. Retirement. Uh, and how, you know, going over explicitly the uh, definition of independent contractor and how it relates to the company that they're working for, they're doing work for, and how, like, none of the criteria exists for mm-hmm. them to actually be considered independent contractors. Yeah. Uh, it's an unfortunate situation in all of pro wrestling. Even the wrestlers in all elite wrestling are still independent contractors. Save for those who have titles. Right, exactly. Yeah, the elite. Not championships. <laughs> I mean I mean the, the, the vice executive vice presidents of the company. The Young Bucks, Kenny and Cody, yeah. I think, are yeah. the, is the extent yeah, of Yeah, the EVPs of the company, they are all basically full-time, full-time employees. Right, exactly. But, uh, yeah, no, it was an extensive piece. It was long. It was hilarious. Um, and it was sobering. It was very sad. Yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't, it didn't actually touch on things that we weren't aware of, not just you and I, but wrestling fans in general, mm-hmm. but to have it on such a large platform. Right. Yeah. And such a concise bit of, of reporting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really sh- shown a, a light on something that really needs to be discussed. And we were hoping it would be discussed, um, far beyond its initial airing. It kind of petered out though. Yeah, it did. Uh, initially there was seemed to be some upswell about, all right, let's start. WB talent should be employees. They should be get benefits. No one really talks about that now. Yeah, nobody. It's it's because it's it's not the kind of thing. It's I'm not going to say it, it is a complex issue. It to me it seems fairly cut and dry. But it, it, that being said, it is a complex issue that is fairly abstract. The thing is, WWE wrestlers are never going to say we want this because they're risking their jobs. Yeah. Uh, and so because they would never get on board with it, it's not like fans really have anything to grab onto. Mm-hmm. So they, it, it's not really the kind of thing that lends itself to the fans taking over shows and doing that. I forget if John Oliver suggested a hashtag or, yeah, I think or he, a chant or something. He did. He did. Yeah. 
But uh, but I mean nobody's gonna nobody's gonna really do that. That's not terribly surprising. No, um, uh, Fightful did have a uh, analysis from uh, the dude. Oh, what? There's a guy that does a lot of uh, analytic work for wrestling. His name's uh, Brandon Howard Thurston. Okay. Okay. He did something on Twitter uh, uh, prior to this that was mm-hmm. interesting. Anyways, he did a cost analysis of how much it would cost for WWE to employ fully employ. Um, uh, all 215 of their wrestlers. Mm-hmm. It's $28.5 Yeah, per which year. Is, which, if you understand how much they make off of... And that's another that's another thing John Oliver had slammed them for. In this piece and also in a prior piece, the Saudi Arabia deal, um, given the ungodly amounts of money that WWE yeah. is making right now off yeah. their TV deals, off the Saudi Arabia deal. And on top of that, this is just sheer stubbornness. People wanting to leave WWE... If you said, hey, you're an employee now, you get benefits, you get a retirement plan. Yeah. I'm not saying everybody's going to say, oh, well, that's the magic answer. Yeah. That would be the magic answer for probably some of those people yeah, who want to leave. People. So the, because that's this, a game changer. In this analysis, uh, seems kind of low, though. Uh, like of that $28.5 million, uh-huh. four, almost 14 and a half of that, so about half of that, half of it, is for retirement. Mm, yeah. Like the actual cost of health insurance plus travel expenses. Boy, that's nothing. Is is relatively relatively small. Yeah. 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 That's uh that's it's, it's 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 shocking. That's why when we talked earlier in the number 10 entry about wrestlers asking for their releases, them doing so, having more options are just going to make these companies hopefully, ideally up what they have, increase what they have to offer. Yeah. And at some point, at some point, that might end up being the thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. if All Elite says, well, you come over here, you're an employee, you get health benefits. If wrestlers find that to be a, a no-brainer, like, mm-hmm. of course, why wouldn't mm-hmm. I do that? Mm-hmm. Then you'd see it on the WWE side. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and hopefully that will come to pass. Again, we want the best for the wrestlers. Absolutely. And uh, if the companies have to shell out some money to do it, so be it. Yes, so be it. Yeah. Moving on, number six. Six. Kofi Mania. So we had Kofi Kingston winning the WWE Championship at WrestleMania this year against Daniel Bryan, and the fans brought that. They willed it into existence. Yes, yes. What happened is in the lead-up to Elimination Chamber, Mustafa Ali, who was supposed to be in Elimination Chamber match, uh, was concussed mm-hmm. uh, and therefore could not compete. Uh, so uh, Kofi Kingston replaced him in the match. And uh, prior to Elimination Chamber, there was a gauntlet match to determine who would be uh, last to exit their pod. Um, Kofi started the match along with Daniel Bryan, beat three people, four people. Um, and it was a, a performance reminiscent of Seth Rollins the year prior, also in the lead-up to Elimination Chamber, which Seth lasted an hour mm-hmm, yeah. in a two-hour gauntlet match. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Kofi's time in the ring was quite that high. I don't think so. So I think the whole gauntlet match took up the second hour of SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So maybe 40 minutes. Nonetheless, in terms of, uh, of performance, of, of storytelling, in terms of getting the fans behind you, uh, Kofi outpaced what Seth did. Yeah. Um, because it was, it, was, it was kind of like this, this perfect storm of, of New Day had been saying for a, a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kofi, he's been there here forever. He's great. He's put in the work. He deserves a, a, He deserves to be champion. He's never had a singles title opportunity yeah, yeah. before. Um, and then the fans given this opportunity to see him show off what he can do as a singles competitor. 
Um, and, and, and there's like the moment of him showing, reminding fans what he could do, plus this, you know, years long campaign basically by the New Day to get the belt on Kofi kind of merged. Mm-hmm. And the fans just got by them 100%. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And pretty immediately it seemed clear okay, this, this could, this is something and this could have legs. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the few creative decisions WWE played right. In 2019. Vince seemed, it was obvious that Vince was, uh, he actually took this and ran with it mm-hmm. and actually did a damn good job with it. Mm-hmm. And he was at the forefront. He was involved on camera, off camera. Yeah. Um, and uh, no, it was it was absolutely a masterstroke. It was obviously, it was the most, number one, it was probably the best match at WrestleMania. Oh, without doubt. And it was also the most emotionally fulfilling match at WrestleMania. Um, it was absolutely fantastic. And it was one of those things where, yeah, man, the the fans really, really, you know, really brought them there. They mm-hmm. got they, they got what they wanted. And to be honest with you, I mean, WWE, you, you can say one thing about them. If you take a look at who their champions are right now, they have given us what we wanted in terms oh, yeah. of like, look at who's champion, like Samoa Joe's champion, Finn Balor's champion, the Revivaler champions, Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins Becky Lynch, Kofi, uh, Kofi uh, even Bailey. Yeah, um, it's just it, it's kind of shocking that it's like, yeah, you can give us the champions that we want. But we kind of need good stories for them yeah, too. I know. <laughs> Otherwise, none of it matters. I know. Like, but the Kofi Kofi story was great because they had the perfect foil. Yes. In him with Daniel for him and Daniel Bryan because Daniel Bryan's story mirrored Kofi's completely mm-hmm. just four years ago, and, five years ago. And sorry. Vince McMahon's parting shot when the New Day finally won that title for or won the title shot for him uh, was yes, Kofi gets to go to WrestleMania, but now we'll see if. Uh, a B plus player can beat Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. which was a, a wonderful line yeah. because Daniel Bryan was the original B plus player. Totally, totally. Um, so yeah, it was it was an absolutely wonderful moment, and he's still champion as of right now. Yeah, they've been booking him super strong. They've been booking him really, really strong and putting him in really, really good matches with really good opponents. I'm mm-hmm. hoping, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that is that is steel cage match against Dolph Ziggler, which happened a month ago. Now, if you're watching this, uh, was a good one. You know, I hope mm-hmm. so. I mm-hmm. think both those guys can put on yep fantastic matches. Yep. So we'll see where he's at uh, at the end of 2019. Yes. Maybe still champion. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe we'll see. I'm telling you, man, if they want if they want to make so much money off of him and Roman, have Roman lose to him clean at SummerSlam. Yeah. Probably not going to happen. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. 
which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Number five. Five. The women headline WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, man. This is another uh, historical moment. Yes. Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, all headlining WrestleMania in a winner-takes-all match. Yes, the build to this particular match might have been on the convoluted side. Yeah, it was needlessly convoluted. Yeah. Uh, However, uh, and even the finish was a little bit on the wonky side. Yeah, but that's the result everybody wanted. Yeah. Well, it is. I think people really wanted Becky to tap somebody out, but it's the it's Becky the, hoisting both belts to close the, the end, show yeah. is, is the moment that people wanted. Yeah, exactly. And it's the right call. Oh yeah, especially for sure. with if Rhonda was out the door at least for a while, try to start a family with her husband, which more or less turned out to be the case. Mm-hmm, yeah, uh, uh, it definitely seemed like Becky needed to win that match. Mm-hmm, yeah, which she did. Um, you mentioned the build to the match, and yeah, it was convoluted with with Becky being hurt, but no, she's not. McMahon's getting involved pointlessly. Charlotte replacing Becky in the in the main event main event for a while, only for Becky to earn her place back. And then you had Ronda back over here, uh, destroying kayfabe and vlogs, yeah. um, saying wrestling is scripted, dropping f bombs. Yeah, um, I mean it got people talking, but it also seemed like a bit much. Yeah, overall. Yeah, like but, if they had done a streamlined thing where Becky wasn't hurt, you don't need the McMahon's getting involved. Have Becky out there beating people up. Uh, I, I think the, the build would have been a bit better. Yeah, you can still have Ronda destroying kayfabe. I don't. That the, was fine. In the end, though, in the end, though, like what I focus on, anyways, is it did have big fight feel. Oh, totally. It really did. They brought Charlotte Flair on a helicopter yeah. uh, for her entrance, which yeah. was awesome. Yeah, and uh, it really did have a big fight feel. It was what everybody was talking about, regardless if it was because it was weird or not or good or whatever. Um, and they again, they took Becky Lynch. Uh, from her turn at SummerSlam, saw how people responded to it positively and uh, really ran with that, like mm-hmm. really, really did run with that. And uh, and it just shows that any this entire roster, save for a few, this entire roster can go from a kickoff show Battle Royal one year and the next year headlining WrestleMania. Yeah. They are that talented. Yep. If they find their thing and if creative helps them find their thing yeah. they, and they run with it, they can do that. Yes. And that was one. That was the biggest takeaway for me was that Becky Lynch representing the fans, what people want to see. She's the one who ended up with those titles. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that was one of those things that going into it, they really could have gone any number of ways. Ronda Rousey, big, big star, mainstream star. She could have held those titles yeah. at the end of WrestleMania. Yeah. Charlotte Flair, the company favorite. She could have held those titles at the end of WrestleMania, but they went with Becky Lynch, the fan's choice, yeah. and uh, I think they did that wisely. It is the right choice. Um, say what you will about, uh, look, man. What's followed, but. Look, I, you can, we can list off any number of, of champions who had a huge crowning moment, and then afterwards, <laughs> creatively went into the dirt. Yeah. Becky Lynch, I'm not going to say that she's down at that point yet. But uh, they really haven't capitalized on that momentum no. coming off of WrestleMania. No. But uh, the bigger story, the women legitimately, and it was legitimately because nobody else had a story like theirs, maybe besides Kofi, yeah. going into WrestleMania. Yeah, Kofi's momentum was definitely peaking leading into Mania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Whereas 
they they try to get the momentum back with this feud when they had mm-hmm. that awesome bit on Raw and yeah. the, the the week before with that brawl. And oh, it was great. The cop cars and stuff. It was, that was great. Fantastic. But nothing had a bigger fight feel. No Brock. Who did Brock fight? Was it Seth? Seth. Seth. Okay. Brock Seth didn't have a bigger fight feel. Mm-hmm. Roman Drew didn't have a bigger fight mm-hmm. feel. This had the biggest fight it feel. It did. It did. And uh, yeah, so it headlined. Good stuff. Yes. Number four. Four. WWE's ratings woes. Oh, wow. Wow, so wow. This isn't something isolated to 2019. Ratings started getting bad in 2018, too, but mm-hmm. it seemed like for a good stretch there, uh, both Raw and SmackDown were regularly hitting uh, new record non holiday lows. Um, and it got so bad that USA uh, apparently started pitching ideas to, to WWE as far as how to improve the third hour of Raw. Remember that when they introduced the twenty four seven title, there was that weird thing where they had different graphics and it was kind of cool. Yeah, they they brought down the lights, they simplified the graphics, it made it look simpler and somebody must have hated that cleaner and, and neater and lasted all two weeks. Either Vince or uh, Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn or a because even thereof. the second week it was like for the last match, it wasn't even the yeah, last hour. I know. That was weird. I know. Yeah, someone didn't like it apparently. But uh, one of the ideas that was apparently pitched by USA was twenty four seven title. Yeah, which. Uh, I don't know how that was meant to necessarily improve the third hour raw, but it has made for some more spontaneous programming, which is always welcome. Apparently, uh, the the people, the talents involved in the twenty four seven title scene are are, are are more creatively involved, mm-hmm. um, given a little bit more freedom, mm-hmm. and it shows. Yeah. What's your prediction? When this airs, it's going to be what did you say? July what? Fifteenth. Fifteenth. So right now. Our truth just won it from Drake Maverick. At his wedding, who yes. lost it at his wedding. Yeah. Right now, who do you think has it? Well, it's hard not to pick our truth. I'm going to go with EC3. Mm. I'm going to say EC3. He looked like a million bucks at that wedding. Hell yeah, he did. <laughs> Hell yeah, he did. Uh, another issue brought about by low ratings, uh, especially in the light of the superstar shakeup, is uh, come October, WWE is going to have two broadcast partners instead of just one. Yeah. Um, and why they didn't foresee this potentially being an issue mm. during the Superstar shakeup. Of course, Roman gets sent over to SmackDown. Uh, perception is that he's top star on the entire company. Yeah. So USA is like, well, hold on. Wait a second. Why do why does, why does Fox get? We've been your partners for years, and we're paying just as much as Fox is paying. Yeah. You. Why does that work out that way? Yeah. And so Vince had the genius oh. idea <laughs> to do the wild card rule. Um, in an effort to uh, please broadcast partners, and also, I'm guessing, uh, bring about an air of unpredictability programming, which might generate some interest and therefore ratings. Now, we're going to talk about the creative WWE in a little bit. Yes. But tell me, has the wild card rule jacked up those ratings? What are we looking at these days? Uh, more, How much higher are they now? Pretty much the same as it was before. Yeah. There's been brief little uh, uh, ticks upward, only for it to more or less settle back to earth. Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, when talking about it, uh, illustrated a good point in terms of the brief ticks you're talking about um and he said they're they're sort of booking like the the boy who cried, the boy who cried wolf mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's like they'll tease a brock lesnar cash in won't deliver they tease baron corbin naming his special guest referee won't, for deliver, yeah. won't deliver on that uh and so they it, there's there seems to be and anecdotally speaking a lot of our friendos out there who respond to our community tab polls who leave comments on the episodes uh, or on our twitter uh they will say yeah Pretty much tuning out. I'll either listen to you guys tell us what happened, or uh, watch or, clips on YouTube, or watch clips on YouTube. They even change their YouTube strategy. They're not uploading stuff as it happens. They're waiting till the end of the episodes, um, and so all in an effort. And the bottom line is, 
it's all just small band-aids that you know those cheap 99 cent store band-aids that just sort of slip off your wound yeah you sweat a little bit and they just fall right off <laughs> right exactly a little moisture gets under it the big giant gaping wound is what we're going to go into in a little bit here yes yeah that's right in two entries but in the meantime we'll go with number three three whoa dean leaves wwe dean ambrose yeah now known as john moxley well, what he's known as before dean ambrose uh correct uh, Mox re- requested his rec- no, no, he's no, waited he out his contract. He's waited out his contract. So uh, kept his head down. Pretty much right after the Royal Rumble, we heard that uh, uh, Dean um, was not going to re-sign with the company. He was going to leave when his contract expired. And in a somewhat shocking move, after those reports started getting out there on the internet, WWE confirmed that. Yeah, yeah, that never happens. No, that doesn't. They used his real name in a press release that said Jonathan Good, Dean Ambrose. Has, uh, has has decided not to re-sign with the WWE when his company runs out, and they more or less uh, usually they say, you know, we wish uh, Dean Jonathan the best in his future endeavors, and they didn't say that. They mm-hmm. said more or less, look forward to hopefully working with him again in the future. Now, what we were hoping was he would leave the company, and we would get to see the Dean Ambrose, the John Moxley that we'd always thought might have been inside, and that maybe. He was, uh, you know, not happy with his creative, and uh, and he would go and do all these really, really cool things, uh, and that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> that's actually what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. And uh, uh, so uh, on midnight or twelve oh one, the first day he was free from his WB contract, he literally booked his free agency perfectly. Yeah, he put up a, a teaser, a trailer, if you will, for Mox, the Return of Mox. Um, did it all on his own, spent $8,000, as revealed in the Talking filmed Jericho. It, yeah, filmed it while he was under contract, Yeah, obviously. Cause yeah. It, yeah. He filmed it in February, like a couple, couple months prior. Yeah. Probably shortly after he told Vince he wasn't resigning. Could be. Um, and uh, to announce that Mox was back, because there was talk that he was going to go shoot a movie right away. Maybe he will just take some time off, rest his body, recharge himself before getting back in the wrestling, wrestling ring. No. I mean, my my personal take was... This dude has been on the road for God knows how long. He'd been with the WWE like five years or something. That's a tough schedule. Yep. Maybe he's just tired of his body hurting. No, he, he was wants tired of to do... not doing what he wanted to do. Exactly. And he wants to do death matches with Joey Janela now. Yes. Which is awesome. Uh, and so, yeah. And then he, he dropped two just very cathartic, very validating uh, shoot interviews on Talk is Jericho and then on the Wade Keller podcast, yeah. the PW Torch one. Yeah. Uh, where he basically just validated what a lot of us, what seems to be obvious when you watch the product, that Vince is out of touch, Vince has the last say, Vince rewrites everything, Vince gives nobody creative freedom, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Although yeah. kind of interesting, the uh, it's been kind of disputed. Like people are kind of like uh, Drew was on the Sam Roberts. Podcast. Yeah, I saw that bit that he said that he 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 always instills. Drew mm-hmm. Drew Galloway into those mm-hmm. scripts, so they're in his words essentially. And then uh, Road Dog said that Daniel guys like Daniel Bryan get a lot of creative liberty. Yeah, he, I, he, I, apparently, he gets bullet points. Yeah, that's not surprising though, mm-hmm. given how hard they try to re-sign him. Yeah. So. Well, the thing about I wonder because Vince seemed to have a very clear idea of what the Dean Ambrose character was. Yeah. Going so far as to tell Dean. No, this is who you are, my yeah. vision for you. Yeah. And I wonder with characters like Daniel Bryan specifically, that doesn't seem like a Vince creation whatsoever. That's something that came from Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That if, in that in that case, maybe Vince doesn't have a vision of what he wants that character to be, and therefore he doesn't have, he's not as specific a, 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 as to his wants. The relationship, I, I would love at some point for Daniel Bryan to do an interview where he talks about his relationship in yes. depth with Vince. Yes. 
Vince seems to love him. Mm-hmm. He seems to absolutely love him. And if you go back to when, did you ever watch the Nigel documentary? No, I haven't seen that yet. It is really good. Uh, just for little bits like this, when when uh, when Nigel admits that he he didn't get through the same process that Daniel Bryan did. Because, because he didn't lie. About he didn't lie, and yeah. Daniel Bryan did lie. And in a weird, you got to think that Vince probably appreciates the hell out of Daniel Bryan mm-hmm, lying. Mm-hmm, you know, it's mm-hmm. like you got to do anything you can to get where you want to yeah. go. Um, but their relationship is fascinating. Um, one thing Dean did say in the Talk with Jericho podcast is that when the Shield broke up, uh, he wasn't under any illusion that he, his career was going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like he said, he pretty much got himself over and yeah. got himself into the main event. Yeah. Uh, based on his reception, the connection he made with the crowd. But like he thought, okay, the Shield will break up, and then uh, he'd feud, feud with Seth, and that'd be it. Mm-hmm, yeah, and it'd be to the mid card for him. He also felt the same way about his uh, match against Brock Lesnar. Is that he's the guy? Like he had, he initiated a moment that was not part of the script. Yeah, where he ran Brock down, or he, he I'm sorry, he like got in Brock's face. The, the fans were really into it, and so they decided to go in that direction. Obviously, yeah. that led to that crap match with Brock yeah. Lesnar. Oh, yeah, that wasn't going to be the program for him. It was going to be Bray and Bray and Brock. Yeah. But, of course, Bray got hurt prior to that meeting, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So that might have uh, changed plans, but nonetheless. But it, they are fascinating listens. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it, it was absolutely shocking to see him actually show up at All Elite Wrestling. We figured, oh, maybe you do this, maybe you do that. He showed up at All Elite Wrestling, and now he's a major player there. Yep. He's going to have a match against Kenny Omega at All Out. He's uh, the New Japan Pro Wrestling IWGP United States Champion. He's yeah. in the G1. He's out there living his best life. He just had a match against Enzo and Cass mm-hmm, yeah. for Northeast Wrestling. Yeah, man. He's got a match against Pentagon Jr. coming up. Mm-hmm. Hardcore guy from TNA. Hardcore guy from That'll TNA. That would be great. So, uh, yeah, absolutely crazy uh, that he's now with All Elite Wrestling. He is truly the Lex Luger of the modern day. Lex. Yeah, yeah. No puffy shirt, however, <laughs> no which is disappointment. Sadly, no puffy shirt. So anyways, uh, sort of tangentially related to Dean Ambrose leaving the WWE. Let's go on to number two. Two. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. WWE's creative woes. So, uh, I mean, we can go into a lot of examples of this. What's Um, this shot from, Larson? That's from when they announced the uh, McMahon uh, uh, shakeup. Late 2018, where they said... Uh, fans are the authority now. How's that played out? And uh, it hasn't at all. Fresh matchups. How's that played out? We got like half the card at Stomping Grounds rematches. True, and half the half of what you see on Raw plays out on SmackDown. Yeah, as well. Nothing fresh. In fact, and since then, love has felt less fresh. Yeah. Well, there's so there's been there has been some amount. There was it in fits and starts uh, more of an emphasis on wrestling. Because we did get a really good uh, almost Mysterio feud. Some really good matches after that. Yeah. There was a moment where like, oh, maybe they are adjusting uh, their creative to make it good. But we're at a point now where obviously that's not the case. To, to, to borrow a wrestling lingo, at the end of the day, yeah. Vince will be Vince. Yeah. And he's going to go back to what he knows. And that's the revival shaving each other's backs. And yes, they are the tag champ- champions right now, and I kind of like the faction they're in with Shane McMahon right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, although it's got potential. Shane has a lot; he's got he's got too much. They're giving him Ooh, too much. Yes, 
Um, but uh, you know, it's it's it it's it, it. Vince will be Vince. Yes. And until there is some sort of change uh, with how the writing is done in WWE. Uh, it's gonna be. It's yeah. gonna get worse and worse. I'm happy you mentioned that because uh, one of the more interesting stories of the year, which you kind of have to take with a grain of salt, because a lot of it's never been completely corroborated, is uh, an anonymous caller called into Wade Keller's podcast. I think his name was Scott. Scott. I want to say it was Scott. Real name. Uh, called into the Wade Keller podcast. You love the anonymous caller. Oh, this was great. I listened to the whole thing. It was fantastic. Mm, mm. Um, and apparently, this individual, we'll call him Scott because that's what he called himself, yeah. um, was out with a friend of his who works for WB Creative, I believe, and mm-hmm. a couple of the writers. And they spent like hours upon hours drinking and venting, mm-hmm. um, saying that uh, Vince is out of touch. Mm-hmm. So I guess that part's more or less corroborated. Is this was this the one where he said that both writing staffs have been yes. conglomerated into one giant yes. post superstar shakeup, yeah. gooey writer, one, one writer blob? Um, and maybe like the real thing to glean from this was that Triple H is is as upset and disappointed as anybody. Um, this individual said, uh, according to his friend that uh, uh, Triple H seems like he's consoling, consoling uh, wrestlers, former NXT talents. It's typically when you do when somebody dies, you console them. Yeah, <laughs> or their life is falling apart. Right, exactly. Um, because just the creative direction of the company is so awful. Wrestlers are apparently miserable. Yeah. Um, morale, we've heard numerous times in the last just two months, backstage, just falling off a cliff. Yeah. Um, so it's... And it all, it all goes back to creative. Wrestlers, I don't like. I don't, I don't expect every wrestler to, to feel like they need to be in a, a title program. They just want to be involved. They'd be on TV. If anybody, dude, if anybody had a reason to stay with the company because, like, whatever, it'd be Dean Ambrose. Like that guy was making millions of dollars. Probably still is, but he was making millions of dollars, mm-hmm. and he was treated like a star. His creative was crap, but he was treated like a star. And he was like, no, I'm walking away from all of it because I'm not having fun. I'm not creatively fulfilled. Wrestlers, people by and large, I think a large portion of wrestlers get into it because they love it. Yeah. They grew up on it. They wanted to be part of it. They want to be in front of people. You can't go out there and put your body through all that, you know, like 75% of the year traveling a ton Mm -hmm. unless you love it. Yeah, exactly. You love it. And I'm sure there are people out there who do it and they get paid very well and they are just cool with the paycheck. But I would imagine 90% of those wrestlers, they really love the wrestling business. They love mm-hmm. doing that. And they're probably largely all really creative and they have ideas. And and, and I remember uh, Moxley saying that doing promos used to be his favorite thing. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, towards the end, hated him. Yeah. Didn't want to do him anymore. Yeah. Yeah, because the creative was 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 awful, and it was a constant fight. Yeah, with writers and producers and Vince more than anybody to 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 borrow a phrase from Bret Hart, uh, not perform a character assassination yeah. on a weekly basis in the character of Dean Ambrose. And the funny thing is, you can actually track a a downward progression if you take a look. I always go back to this to the Raw rebrand. 2016, the, the the WWE draft, mm-hmm. when they debuted Finn Balor from NXT, mm-hmm. it was the biggest thing in NXT. They bring him out and they treat him like an absolute star, a massive star. And you can actually see, you can actually track the call ups from NXT, which I think is a vital part of uh, their creative process. Like you're developing these these characters that people grow to love 
on the uh, down there in developmental. Mm -hmm. And then those hardcore fans are going to want to see those wrestlers then progress to the main roster. It used to be an exciting thing. I am terrified. I do not want to see the Undisputed Era get called up the way things are going right now. I don't want to see it. Yeah, I don't want to see it. They're handled so perfectly there in NXT, and I know they're going to get ruined. And there is a progression. There was uh, Kevin Owens was great. Finn Balor was great. Shinsuke Nakamura, things got shaky. Asuka, things were shaky. Bob Roode, buried. Yeah. Completely destroyed. Yeah. And then we saw in late 2018, there were some XT call-ups. Yeah. Called up via slideshow. Yeah. Um, And by and large, nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nikki Cross now is a good situation. And with Lacey Alexa Evans is, is in a program with Becky Lynch, but she's going to lose that. Heavy Machinery is going to lose their tag title shot Yeah. to Brian and Rowan. We saw Ricochet and Aleister Black get called up. Well, um, that was the most bizarre one. It's like I, the other ones I kind of understood. It's like, okay, you're doing the McMahon shakeup. You're not really doing much with these people in, in no, 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 NXT. No. But then, and yeah, they're kind of B names. And then February whatever, or March, whatever it was, it was, oh, the four top guys in NXT. We're going to call them up right now. Yeah, and let's let's show you a slideshow presentation of them. No story, no, no. drama, no tension. Nope. Like each of these people should be treated like a new signee from WCW back in yeah, 1999. I know. I know. You know, they yeah. should be given the Jericho treatment. Yep. And they used to get that and they don't anymore. Yep. And For it's a major reason. problem. For whatever reason. They, there is zero continuity between, I'm not going to say zero, there's little continuity between NXT and main roster. That's a big problem. Mm-hmm. That's a big, big problem. Mm-hmm. Like as NXT has grown in, in stature, in profile, in prominence, the way they treat that yeah. has gone down yeah. on main roster. It's a problem, and it's there's a litany problem. of problems in oh, WWE yes. right now. So we'll see if they get any better heading into this SmackDown on yeah, Fox. Let's talk team. about a place that seemingly has no real problems. Number one, <laughs> number one, all elite wrestling is born. So the uh, there was an episode of Being the Elite which uh, debuted Stroke of Midnight, January first, um, when the contracts of Cody and the Young Bucks. And Hangman Page were up, mm-hmm. all of them, with Ring of Honor, uh, in which they uh, announced their new endeavor, mm-hmm. All Eat re- All Elite Wrestling. All Eat Wrestling. And while that was awesome, um, it did steal a bit of the drama out of uh, Wrestle Kingdom, which happened three days later. <laughs> yes, it did. But nonetheless, we'll yeah. look past that. Well, there's a lot. You know, that's a, New Japan is a fascinating thing. That whole story with uh, Land, with Davy Boy Smith yeah, yeah, Jr. Yeah. is fascinating. It really is. Why can't I, why can't I do some dates with Impact? Because Jeff Jarrett and TNA. Yeah. That way he's not there. But then they're like, well, uh, Lance Archer want to do something? Yeah. And then, like, no, Davey Boy Smith booked the Impact. But Ishimori had his Bullet Club gear on an Impact. What the heck are they doing? I don't know. But anyways, yeah, so this this the Y'all Elite New Japan relationship is going to be interesting to track for the rest of the year. Yeah. Because it's going to be a quickly deteriorating one. Yeah, it already seems pretty frosty. <laughs> exactly. Um, so the uh, announcement was made. Shortly thereafter, there was a press conference. Um, where uh, they added a bit of clarity as far as what this promotion was going to be. We saw Pac mm. show up in his ring gear with his I Dragon was Gate so title. We marked to see out him. so hard. I marked out so hard. And then to see him live at Double or Nothing was just a dream come true. that didn't happen. That's like the lone problem that all Elite Wrestling faces that here. That didn't happen. Um, and then they had another press conference for uh, 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 Double or Nothing. Confirmed Kenny Omega, part of the promotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jericho, uh, he showed up at the other press conference. Yep. They uh, restarted their program. Lucha Brothers confirmed. Um, just the talent roster. Best friends. Oh, yeah. SCU, all of them. Private party. Private party, hell yes. Yeah. Britt Baker. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Double or Nothing. Man, what a hell of a show. Oh, my God. Saw Awesome Kong debut yeah. there. Uh, John Moxley. Sold out in 15 minutes. Yes. And then their next show, All Out, sold out. 
basically instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, Meltzer saying it was kind of, in, in, depending on the criteria, the most in-demand wrestling ticket of all time. Um, and uh, even before Double or Nothing happened, All Eat Wrestling, All Elite Wrestling announced they had landed a TV deal with TNT. They know drama. They know drama. Um, uh, start date to be determined. Uh, day of the week on which it's airing to be determined. But the fact in well, about... Well, we narrowed it down to two. Yes, yeah, Tuesday or Wednesday. So in the span of... That might of, be announced by now. Yeah, it could be. So in the span of four months, they've gotten this wrestling fledgling wrestling promotion off the ground they have a tv deal they had a universally praised pay-per-view mm-hmm. featuring two of the best matches of the year mm-hmm. and they're just getting started yeah um, it's going to be interesting to see what their tv weekly television product looks like mm-hmm. um, from a creative standpoint i think production standpoint i think what we saw double or nothing is going to be it and it looked really good mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, and it, more than anything this is a true competitor not in terms of ratings or revenue to the WWE, but in terms of giving talent another option. Yeah, which yeah. which and in, 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 which is what the wrestling industry desperately needed. Desperately needs, um, and hopefully it it gives WWE a kick in the pants. And the enthusiasm for it is through the roof. Mm-hmm. Like I, there's so many people, uh, just again anecdotally from our comments from our Twitter feed, who are saying, you know, WWE isn't giving me what I want right yep. now. I'm looking forward to all elite wrestling. And my my sincere wish is that. All Elite thrives, and WWE get they get a they get they a get kick in the pants. Together. They're creative, and we get some just amazing yeah. television. Yeah, um, and that's the only competition I really want to see is just yep. who can do better than the other creatively, because everybody will be watching. Yep, people will be watching, and uh, and yeah, it'll be it'll be absolutely fantastic. Yes. That's my hope. Yes, for the back half of 2019. Right. Once this starts, in pull October. up your predictions real quick. I'll go through mine while you pull yours up. If you can find them. Okay. This is the five things. These are the five things I said was going to happen during the course of the year, and maybe one and a half of them has happened. Uh, I said Mustafa Ali will be a champion. I thought maybe U.S. champ. Hasn't happened yet. Not yet. I said there'd be one mid-card defection from WWE. It's Dean Ambrose. Higher than mid-card, but still, Dean Ambrose left. Oh, no, that's, that's, a, good, no, that's a good prediction. As did Ty Dillinger. That's, that's, that's mid-card in yeah. Kenta. Um, I said Raw become undisputed. They haven't obviously been called up yet. Undisputed yet. I don't no. want them to. I said Bullet Club will be fine. Ooh. There's still half of the year left. Hold uh, on. What were your specifics on that? Oh, uh, they're going to become dangerous again? No. Yeah, really <laughs> Although with El Fantasmo, that might happen. El Fantasmo? Yeah, yeah, he's got an edge to him. And then finally, I said Impact will face the talent exodus. They trying. Yeah. <laughs> well, two of them did anyways. Yeah. Um, and then my champs at the end of 2019, I said Drew is going to be universal Still champion. Still possible. I said Rey Mysterio will be WWE champion. Uh, no, he's got a shoulder likely. injury. I said Adam Cole is Intercontinental champ. Mustafa Ali is U.S. champ. That could happen. Tag champions would be, are going to be Undisputed Era on Raw. Usos on SmackDown. Yeah, uh, not even on SmackDown. Yeah, uh, women champions. I said Becky on Raw. That's possible. That's likely. And I said Ronda Rousey on SmackDown. That was a good one, though. Um, cruiserweight champ Drew Gulak. Uh, NXT UK champion Walter. That's a certainty. Uh, uh, tag champs in, in the United That's Kingdom. That's a certainty. Mustache Mountain and women's champion Tony Storm. It's possible. I said the cover of WB2K20, Becky Lynch. Possible. NXT... Matt Riddle, world champ. Keith Lee, North American champ. Bianca Belair, women's champ. And tag champ, Street Profits. A couple of those are possible. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. New Japan, I said Okada would have the heavyweight title. He's going to have that till the end of the year. Probably. Uh, uh, yeah, he'll have it. till Wrestle Kingdom. Till uh, Wrestle. Yeah, probably. Maybe Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, Jay White is intercontinental champ. Uh, Shingo Takagi is junior heavyweight champ. I was this close to being right on that one. Uh, I figured Goto would have the never open weight title. That's again. always a good That's always a good uh, one. Gorilla's Destiny is your tag champion. 
junior tag champs, I had Rapongi 3K, Never Tag, uh, Bullet Club, and then Ring of Honor champ, I said Jeff Cobb, and then All Eat, All Elite champ, Hangman Page. Uh, well, if you think those predictions are bad, listen to these. Yeah, let me hear those. Global localization will continue in a fairly haphazard manner with WWE announcing its next territory sometime in late 2019. That could still you happen. still have a few months yet. That could still happen. Uh, two, WWE strikes another huge international deal, bringing home even more money, but this time it'll be either with India, China, or someplace less controversial in Saudi Arabia. That could still happen, but there's nothing that really seems that, that's imminent. Imminent, yeah. Uh, next, NXT will move to two hours. And 205 Live folded into NXT. Still waiting on that one. Still maybe could There's still time. Oh, okay, what is this here? Uh, with SmackDown's premiere on Fox being a huge deal, call-ups meant for Mania will instead be made for the October debut of SmackDown on Fox, which will be a reboot of sorts for big stories. Did they do any call-ups after Mania? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. What happened on the Raw after Mania? Not Anything? a whole lot. Oh, Okay. Uh, let's see here. I said SummerSlam 2019 will be a huge blow off for big stories leading to a new shakeup slash draft before SmackDown. It's totally possible. That's, that's possible. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they know how it's going to work out, no. though. Uh, uh, let's see here. I do have Cena winning at number seven, winning his 17th at SummerSlam. He's already said that he's pretty much done. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Given the success of All Elite Wrestling, there will be a few releases from WWE. But WWE will have so much money, they'll be able to dump cash into the pockets of wrestlers we don't even see on TV. They're definitely doing They're trying yeah. to do that. Yeah, let's confirm. They paid someone half a million dollars and then on TV. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, oh, this is interesting. I like this one. I have shit will get testy between All Elite and Ring of Honor. No, man. It's between All Elite and New Japan. Uh, Impact somehow, some way, finds a way to stay alive. Although they'll be bleeding money, and yet we'll still be able to sign decent wrestlers. Well, they signed Michael Elgin. They signed Michael Elgin. A decent wrestler. I mean, people still people still see them as a viable place. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, that's kind of true. Uh, let's see here. Um, Who you have as your champs? Oh, this is bad. Uh, Universal. Did I say Cena there? Universal Braun, WWE Cena. I thought they were going to give Cena so much money for SmackDown. I see Elias. I mean, that's a possibility, but he's he's mm-hmm. more 24 these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, United States, uh, Kevin Owens, wrong brand. Uh, cruiserweight, Drew Gulak. Really? We, ch- we yeah, both said Drew, Okay. Yeah. Uh, Raw Women's, uh, Becky Lynch. SmackDown Women's, Ronda Rousey. Uh, women's Tag Team, Bailey and Sasha. Well, that's what Sasha was told. Who's your Women's Tag Team? I guess I didn't put one on there. Oh, oh because they didn't announce the titles yet at that point. Oh, nice. I get a point for that. Uh, Raw Tag Team, the Usos. That's a possibility. Yeah, possibility, that's a possibility. Maybe, yeah. SmackDown Tag Team, the Undisputed Era. No, it's not going to happen. Eddie Dennis. Eddie, Eddie Dennis, NK UK champion. NXT Champion. Oh, my gosh. NXT UK, Gibson and Drake. Nah. And NXT Women uh, Champion, Rhea Ripley still. I, mean, I wasn't really creative with that. <laughs> NXT Champion, Ricochet. Oh, I've got NXT Champion, Ricochet. North American, Matt Riddle. That's possible. Uh, women's uh, Champion, Io Shirai. And uh, Tag... DIY. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, New Japan heavyweight champion Naito. That's a possibility. Oh, well, you got the junior heavyweight champion, right? Uh, IC champion. Oh, IC. That's IC, Osprey. That's possible. He said Pac he wants to fight. Pac, the junior heavyweight. <laughs> Who's the junior tag team champions right now? Um, I think it. I don't. I don't know. G.O.D. is the heavyweight champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sold the belts. So I've got that. Uh, junior tag, uh, Rapongi 3K. Never open weight, Goto. Yeah, of course. And a never six man bullet club. Yeah, that's why I had two. Aren't they? I think 
think so. I think there's they something. Were. I think there's something. Anyways. Who'd you have for Ring of Honor? Oh, Brody King. Brody King. But that doesn't seem likely. Unless literally everybody leaves. First All Elite Champion. Cody. Cody. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Well, still a lot of the year left. So this is who's going to have the belts at the end of the year. Yeah, it's still fun to go look at these yeah, things. Yeah, it is because so. we're horribly wrong most of the time. Yeah, and it's awesome. But that's that's the joy of wrestling. It's yes. all it's all very confusing. Exactly. So uh, anyways, uh, yeah, that those are the news stories we thought were the top, top news stories of the year as we fall apart. Let us know what you guys think in the comments below. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.